2: Sitting down and designing Where every man never thinking What are we gonna be wearing Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC you, you can't test me, big up the clothes to like the party Let's get down to crazy Jimmy Big up myself and all as outfit The one and only, the Turkish MC you Always have the clothes of Jimmy I'm your want I wanna be me stuff, new celebrities We'll take you out to Jimmy
0: Mute. There we go. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. we got a great show for you today with some really great talent. Uh, we're going to have Kelly Maroney, who's not only a scream queen, she starred in Fast Times at Richmond High and all other kinds of cool movies. And uh, and then we have John Stewart, who's become a musician, but he's one of the biggest stuntmen in the history of Hollywood. And uh, they've even made a movie about his life. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great time. Before we get started, let's Say hi to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co host, Mr. Ron Russell.
3: Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? Hi, everybody. How are you? Yes, it's gorgeous here in Palm Springs. Thank God the triple digits have gone away. This morning it was 69 degrees and I was out. I went naked in the garden. It was so beautiful. And the breeze was blowing all over my body. It felt so wonderful instead of being fried to death. So I think the heat is gone until next summer. We
0: hope it was 60 when I got up. at Well,
3: you know, the screwy part is, uh, Angie baby said it was 92 in Colorado. And the next day it snowed then offended by, and I forgot his name in Arizona, uh, Facebook me and said the same thing happened in Arizona. The triple digits went away and it cooled off. So now we don't understand what's going on. What I think is the ancient aliens are controlling our weather because now they found out that the moon is rusting like metal rusts and that the moon is hollow. And they are suspecting, the scientists, that the moon was man-made billions of years ago by an alien race of people. And they built it so that the Earth could exist or some stuff. I don't know. You know, I got a headache from all that stuff.
0: (laughs) Anyway, Angela said that the snow melted already.
3: (laughs) That's because Angela went out there topless. (laughs) And she heated up the snow and made it into water. Anyway, Twism uh,
0: also told me in Canada, it's cold. I saw a picture of him and they all got winter coats yeah, on. Yeah, no,
3: I, I understand it's cold all over. My friend in New York, she said uh, she's going to get her last day out of the pool because the weather has changed so quickly. We don't understand what it is. They say global warming. What about now? It's global freezing. So who the hell knows what's going on? Anyway, up a, for uh, Dawn Hinton, is that her name? Yes,
0: yeah, she's in the chat room. Yes,
3: I wore, she wanted to know what wristwatch I was going to wear today because she comments on Facebook about all my wristwatches. Yes, I have well over 60 wristwatches that I share with Jimmy. We are collectors of wristwatches. I have a very good wristwatch that I received uh, when I was, I think, uh, how old are you when you graduated elementary school?
0: Oh, like However,
3: 12 old, or 10? 12 or 10. My uh, parents bought me a Tiffany Tank gold watch that I still have. It's, it's so old and fragile. I brought it to Tiffany to have it serviced, and they freaked out when they saw it. It quite a lot of money. And then I have two diamond wristwatches that I got over the years, a beautiful 1955 Hamilton diamond one, and then an exquisite um, 1960 uh, diamond flat when the wristwatches came out where they were like nickel flat. The wristwatch I have, would you hold my mic for me? My yes. Dear? Okay. Hold here my we go. Mic for me. The wristwatch I have on today. Hold the mic over here. Not over there. Thank you. The wristwatch I have on today was given to me by Sherry uh, Nelson, my beautiful Canadian friend. And she sent it as a gift. Watch. I slide the top of the watch off. Got to go up higher. There we go. See? And, The thing that lit up that you see, that's for your cigarette. It's a cigarette lighter, except I don't smoke. And it could also be to light your joint. You know, if you're smoking pot and it goes out, you have a lighter on your wristwatch. Well,
0: if you're camping, you could start a fire?
3: (laughs) Don't be smart. (laughs) No, I mean like a fire. Not even. I don't Don't mean that kind of fire. Don't even say it. Anyway, see, then you close it. And it goes away. And it's a wristwatch. Isn't it Beautiful.
0: Yes. And it's embroidered, I mean, uh, engraved on the inside. She
3: wrote on the back, read the inscription.
0: Don says you're killing her.
3: (laughs) The inscription says, lose Jimmy, he's a fucking loser. No, it doesn't. Or Sherry Nelson. No. She said, Ron Russell, love Sherry Nelson. And Sherry's an angel, a sweetheart, and a very beautiful girl. And I'm so happy that she's got a talk show right now that she's hostessing. And she's getting her career really going well. So thank you so much. Next week, I will wear a wristwatch that Eileen Shapiro gave me. Oh, uh, I like that one. Yeah, her wristwatch is good. You press a button and her nipples light up. Yes.
0: <laughs> anyway, we got a chat room full of people. What's up, chat room? Let's say hi. We've got Angela Joseph in the chat room.
3: Hey, Angie, baby. She's
0: in Colorado. Teresa Sabins in the chat room from Florida. Anton hey, Country super from Australia. Don Hinton from California. Backpack John from the mountains someplace. Lady Lake Music. Cindy Lady Lake's also in Florida. Um, Eileen Shapiro, I know, is listening. She couldn't get into the chat room because she doesn't know her password for her Google account. She
3: can't get in because all the men are getting in, so she's busy. Uh, I don't know who else
0: is in the chat room, but I know there's a lot of people. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I think you guys are going to like our guest today a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. We
3: better because otherwise the show stinks. And
0: last week's show, you guys, I want to thank everybody because it went really, really good. Um, The show was great. We got a lot of plays and uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening and sharing the show.
3: Right. And our winter or fall lineup, I'm suspecting we're going to have. Oh, my God. My mind just went. My sweetie pie. We are family. Oh, Kathy. Kathy I love Kathy Sledge so much. And I want to do like a quadro screen. And I want to put all the people I love and adore. I want Cece Pennington to come on so she can have finally. Then Kathy to come on with We Are Family. Then John James, not what's his name, the one from uh, Blue, Crystal Blue Persuasion? Oh, Billy. Uh,
0: uh, some, Tommy James. Tommy
3: James will come on with Crystal Blue Persuasion. And then I don't know who the fourth one would be, but wouldn't that be fabulous to have all four of them on our screen on our show? And that's what I'm going to work on with Jimmy. Um, Kathy, I'm sure, is in and definitely, you know, um, Cece is because she's a dear friend of ours.
0: Which we want to wish her a happy birthday. Yesterday was her birthday.
3: Happy birthday to you. Finally, I found someone. Happy birthday to you. Finally, I found someone. Happy birthday, dear CC. Finally, finally. Happy birthday to you.
0: Absolutely. I also want to say hi to that
3: girl, Kathy. I mean, uh, Kathy Sledge is my dream girl. You know, that that song, uh, we are family means so much to me because when the gay people were being uh, crucified by the police and by the the uh, government, And everybody was hating us and saying we were degenerate and mentally ill and we should be destroyed or put on an island. Uh, Finally came, uh, not finally, uh, We Are Family came out. And the words meant so much to us because all the gay people got together and we began singing, We Are Family, All My Sisters and My Brothers and Me. It's a wonderful lyric, and I love the lyric, and I love Kathy for it. Um, Also, Crystal Blue Persuasion, as I put on my Facebook the lyrics are wonderful. A new day is dawning. People are l- learning. I mean, it, it's really a, just ahead of its time music. And finally, also is wonderful because it's finally I found someone to love me. And that's what everybody was looking for, to be loved. So now we just have to find a fourth. What would we put on for you the You know that
0: that's not the actual lyric.
3: No, I made it up. Fuck you. Don't <laughs> Why do you correct me on the air? That's my lyric. I always sing it. Even even, and you know Finally what? Finally, it is happening. No, no, no. Me. But Cece said to me, "You know, Ron, your lyric is better than mine." She said, "Sing it again." I said, "Finally, I found love. For, someone to love me. Someone to love me." And Cece said, "You know that that lyric is better. She liked that better." So there you go, Jimmy Big Mouth Star. Corrector. <laughs>
0: so we want to say hi. Dave Hughes has joined us in the chat room. Skylar Dunigan has joined us in the chat room. It's going to be a lot of fun. Move um, go...
3: we got today for Dave. Well,
0: Kelly Maroney's gorgeous and she's like extremely well known and she's she's here now, so we're going to like let her in.
3: Okay, Dave, <laughs> strap it down, baby, and relax.
0: You know. So, so you guys, our first guest of the day, Kelly Maroney. You can follow her on Twitter. It's at K E L L I M A R O N E Y. Yeah. And uh, we'll see if we can hear her. Hello. Hey. Hey, how are you guys? We're so cool. good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yay. So here's the whole thing, you guys. I've been trying to get Kelly on this show forever. She didn't like doing Skype, which actually looks much better on uh, you StreamYard. So, you
3: look so good. You should. Oh, thank you. I'm serious. So do you guys. You guys? Well, when you play it back, you're going to freak out when you see how, how good, good it, it looks. looks. And you wow. were so frightened. You she so contacted
0: worried. me and said, finally, I'll do it because it's the only way you can do interviews anymore now because of the Corona thing. And I was like, you're so gorgeous. You're no. going to look fabulous. The so lighting-
1: I had I had to learn how to do it. I had no idea how to do it. Yeah, well, you learned well. The ones ones that I saw, I thought, gosh, this looks terrible. (laughs) You're going to love the way this (laughs) looks. You're going to like it.
3: Your lighting is perfect. Your lipstick looks great, and your hair color has depth to it. And the chat
0: room is all talking about you. So so you
3: really did a good job on transmitting a nice picture for us. A lot of our stars come on, they come on in the dark, and I go, crazy you know they have a light bulb somewhere they look like dracula and i tell them can't you do better lighting you know only four and a half million people are watching right now all over the world you give a shit i mean do you care what you look like (laughs) i mean some of them really make me sick and my audience out there knows who they are because i tell them you you, you look you look like you look like you're dead like this is a tv show this is not a seance so anyway, <laughs> hold on.
0: First, we have to introduce you for, so I have it for our, the TV clips. But before we do that, we want to wish you a happy engagement anniversary. Yeah, it was yesterday, right, that you got engaged five, year, five years ago? Five years what? ago.
3: And your surprised. husband
0: is a dream. He's, like, fabulous. Yeah, No, Thank he's not. You.
3: He's not yes, fabulous he is, at all. Right. No, he's not. Five years you're engaged and you need to marry No, no. That was, year no, it was a year hard. later. Oh, oh.
0: That was her engagement anniversary, and now she got married. I thought she
3: was waiting five years for him. I was going to say, oh, honey, lose him. (laughs) 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 Lose him fast. A girl like you can get them like hotcakes. You don't need to sit around (laughs) five years waiting for some dumbbell to think he wants to
1: marry you. Five years would be a long time, but yeah, that's not what it was. The
3: question is, would you have waited five years for him? I don't... (sighs) No, you wouldn't. You're too pretty. I would would
1: have thought, oh, no, because I I thought this is the guy right away. But I would have thought in five years that there was going to be an issue with, um, you know, um, with him committing. And, you know, I would have uh, I would have been concerned about that. Also, if if somebody wants to marry you, they will. And if they don't, what are you hanging around for? Because they're not going to change their mind because you're so nice to them and stuff you're right well, I, I would, <laughs> I would have, what a beautiful before, smile i
3: would have told you he's probably gay and trying to make up his mind so dump him <laughs> but anyway you got him and what's he like oh and his he, name's his name's dan daniel right daniel right daniel right. daniel and, and what does he do what does he look like is he cute yeah he's, he's cute
1: very handsome yes
3: and sexy looking
1: very yeah, sexy and hot looking yeah, What do you think, Jimmy?
3: Yeah, uh, he's hot. I've never yeah,
1: seen him. I don't know hot. who he is. Actually, you've met him. I, think. I met him where? I think
0: you've met him at one of the premieres. Oh, she, he's she a, said, co- no, he's never been to a premiere? No, I was with Corpsey Ryan. Oh, that wasn't him, though. That wasn't
1: him. That was not my husband. <laughs> now,
3: what is your
0: husband? Wait, well, right, we got to introduce her Should now before we do all this me? talking.
3: Now, what does
1: your husband do for a living? He's in marketing. but He's been... Uh, He's, he's been a, a, a nightclub entertainer, a magician since he was about five years old. Um, he doesn't perform anymore, but that's where, I, that's where he proposed to me at the Magic Castle because he did a lot of the writing for their magazine and, and all this oh, other I love, stuff. And I love that place. I, yeah. I well, you have to come, as soon as they open back up again, you guys will have to come.
3: Well, I was there 30 years ago or 40 years ago when it was really a private club. I used to go with Mr. Blackwell, the Ten Tenmore's Dressalist mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. And, and it was wonderful. You know, the little room downstairs is so spooky when you go down the steps. And I love mm-hmm. that intimacy. It, and the food is not bad. Upstairs <laughs> is the dining room. And downstairs is the Houdini room, I think. Is that downstairs, what
1: Yes. Well, they have the close-up gallery, the... Um... Uh, par- a parlor of prestidigitation, the main show, and then downstairs they have. Um, uh, uh, um, it used to be called um, the. Um, well, now it's called the museum, and the Hat and Hair, which is a bar. You
3: know, it. never had a Houdini name. I thought I remember something about. It's a
1: Houdini room, and they have seances in there, That's and, the one. and private dinners, and and things like right. that. And right. but my one of my favorites is Irma. There's a ghost in the lobby
3: and she plays right. piano. Right. <laughs> it's horn, and it's so spooky looking, the castle up on a hill. It's on Fountain, right?
1: It's on Franklin and Highland Franklin, Franklin. and Orange, I think.
3: Right. It's so on Franklin, not Fountain. Yeah. Fountain's like, down all right. So
0: Hollywood. now
1: let me do
3: an intro. No, wait a minute. I want to talk more to her.
1: No, well, we're going to talk. I got to do an intro. I have to intro. ask her a
3: question. Okay. Does your husband buy you jewelry?
1: Well, I have a beautiful uh, vintage engagement ring and wedding ring set, but they're they're his grandmother, so they're 100- oh, that's nice. Oh, that's, love,
3: sweet.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, that's sweet. That's sweet. beautiful, and he, and he said to me at the time, he said, "Is this what you like, or would you prefer that we did something more modern with it?" I said, "Don't touch it. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love I, vintage." I,
3: no, I would have said this is nice for formal, but I'd like something from Tiffany <laughs> around or carrot for everyday.
1: I think that's. What- <laughs> his grandmother said to his grandfather but i didn't <laughs> say <it.
3: laughs> all right hold on i gotta
1: do an
0: intro go go, go all right everybody now we want to welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell the incredibly gorgeous and talented kelly maroney hello and welcome to the show
1: thank you thanks for having me you so you already
0: great. you already know Ron. So yes. this is Ron Russell, my She's cool my outrageous man about town co-host. She's my we buddy. have a chat room full of people. So say hi to
1: everybody in the oh. chat room. Oh, hi. Hi. I didn't know people were, were going to be on with us. Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah, all live. kinds of
0: people in the chat room. Um, there's we're, a, we're live all over um, the world. Right, right now, now we have Canada, Germany, UK, the United States and Australia represented in the chat room, and and Angela Joseph is in there. I, I, I'm assuming you know her.
3: I do. You do. Know so just hi, say Angela.
0: hi to Angela because she's like she's been helping promote the show all week. So say hi oh. to Angela.
3: Now I'm hey. dying, I'm dying to say something to you. I don't think I don't know your age. You're probably really young. Um, but in my day, there was a song called. I got a girl whose name is Bony Maroney. Maroney. Now, my, did any did they call sister. you Bony Maroney?
1: <laughs> no, they did. They called my sister. Uh, I was like the caboose, and my my um, brothers and sisters were all grown up by the time I was born. And my sister got that one because she actually sure. was really thin, really yeah. really skinny.
3: I, I used to like that song. It was good to dance to.
1: I like it too. I like it too. But nobody thought I was very bony. I guess. No. Oh,
3: we put you. Was your sister Boney?
1: She was. She was weight. Yeah, she. she oh, was, see, always so. had a problem keeping weight on. The poor and, thing. Yeah, and so I, uh, um, she didn't love it too much, but no. but we thought well. but the rest of us thought it was great.
3: Well, you know what? It gave us some publicity. I got a girl named Bo- I got a, a girl a gal named Bonnie Maroney. I don't know. I have any it, idea it, it what was, that it is. It was a
1: song from my. <laughs> yeah. It was
3: a song from the nineteen fifty late nineteen mm-hmm. fifties when I was a teenage boy.
0: Ron's I, eighty, by the stop, way. Stop,
3: stop, <laughs> every week, no, you love to blow that. It doesn't make your any ass. difference. It's public no. knowledge. And Jimmy's fifty five and looks older than me. So there you go. <laughs> and I we're mean, married. You know what I mean? It's really <laughs> terrible. He keeps telling people my age. They think he married me for my money. I don't have <laughs> any money. I married him for his money.
1: Does he have any?
3: <laughs> me, I me, met me one of us do.
1: I started to meet these guys, um and I just enjoyed their company so much, um, doing d- different red carpets and premieres and things like that. And I just felt the minute that I met you guys that I I'd, I'd known you all my life. And so... And um, we have known you all our lives, yeah. because we
0: have watched you, and I have especially, because uh, one thing I think is so great about your career, although you're, like, very well known for horror, you've got such a wide variety, and you haven't, you're not just pinch and hold, and no. just horror, and everybody keeps writing my favorite cheerleader uh, in the chat room, so everybody, like, loves you, but let me give some bragging, for anybody who doesn't minute, know. Who,
3: wasn't she in that awful film where they, that I mean, the film was good. But they're chopping. Remember the yes. woman? She looked like a dyke and like she's like a policeman or something, and she used to beat them up, beat the women up. I have no idea the what you're woman, talking about. she was about. an ugly actress, very ugly old actress, and she looked like.
1: Uh, we'll talk about the film she's been in, it's and then your, it it's the
3: film she was in. She was beating you
1: up a lot. Oh, do, no. oh, Sharon Farrell. She played my mom in Night of the Comet. She is the person who punched me up. <laughs> yeah, yes. I remember sure you that. I think you're getting beat up a lot.
0: So we should talk real quick. Let me, first of all, for anybody who doesn't know who Kelly is, some of the, some of the things that you have seen. and I didn't write everything down. And by the way, you're the first, you're the first guest we've ever had on who was on family food. Were you want a contest? Were you a contestant on
1: family food? I, ABC did celebrity week for sweeps week, which if you don't know what that is, it's when they try to the networks, the networks the network to compete to see who can get the biggest ratings. And so, uh, um, for ABC they had Saints versus the Sinners and my character was horrible. And so I was <laughs> one of the sinners. And if they told you to do something, you went and did it. You didn't say, Oh, I think I'd rather not. You went. Otherwise, you know. <sighs> right. So so I went and I was really nervous, but I thought, you know what? I'm gonna the only thing I can do about how scary this is is win it. So <laughs> that's what I try I got really fierce. It looked like Richard Dawson was scared of me at times. It was I cool. love it. we haven't had a
3: family
0: feud contestant i don't think so i think no. that's very cool
3: and, and, and i understand that that show was sort of rehearsed and fixed a bit
1: um well, here's what happened they would bring you in for one day and you, you'd have five changes of clothes and you'd do all all the whole week in one day
3: right is oh, what that's happened.
1: Funny. yeah but as awesome. far as the answers went no
0: yeah as far as the answers oh, the know. answers
3: were legit
1: uh-huh Oh that's
0: yeah. good. Her, also, you guys, she's a soapy. We, we're friends. Uh, we, know, we know every Soapy. Like actually we live in Palm Springs and like like capital, there's like ten of them live so
3: here. They all live here. Capital um so, so we, we know all of them. Uh but she was Tr- on Tristan Rogers. Uh-huh. Tristan Judith Rogers, Chapman, Ch- 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 Ch-
0: Sean Kanan, Ch- Ch- uh, uh Bobby Bobby. Bobby Eakes. She she just moved though um everybody from i forgot South but there's a whole bunch of them that live them. here but anyway so you guys she was on 319 episodes of ryan's hope and uh she had a couple cameos
1: on one life to live and then actually they didn't put that you can't believe everything you read on the imdb i can't get the, them to put the amount of time i was actually the number of episodes i was actually on but i was on there a good i played tina while Andrea Evans was out of town. And so I was on there a lot. And they only, uh, they only they give me credit
2: for like two episodes. <laughs> okay, so IMDb's fucked and it messed it up. <laughs> no, they, not not
3: their a, fault. no, they do that with me. I've been on so many things and, and they won't put it up. Why won't they put it up? I don't know. You told me why. I forgot. I don't know. Like every show I've done. I'm, I'm with Jimmy now nine years on this show. We do uh, two people a week. It's two, four, six, eight, hundred. It's like a hundred a year, a hundred, a year, 900. I've done 900 people <laughs> and IMPG doesn't recognize it. it. Actually you do. You have like 200
0: and something. Well,
3: why don't I have 900? Because them?
0: sometimes there's two people on a show and they go on the same episode,
3: but then my number would uh, go down. It goes down. It goes up and down. What's, her, she has what's, a
0: great what's your number? What's, She's got a great number. What's her number? Uh this week she's eleven thousand. No,
1: yeah, that's <laughs> not great. I I'm usually I don't I don't like it unless I'm you know under ten at least. In but the hundreds. There my was highest was eight seventeen. I don't know what was going on that week, but
0: uh my highest is forty six ninety five and last week I was sixty five hundred, but then I dropped back down to nineteen thousand this week. So and what
1: am
3: I? Chop liver?
0: You're
3: thousand. One hundred and ten thousand. <laughs> Screw you and the horse that you rode
1: in. <laughs> I wrote, I said, um, all my episodes from One Life to Live are missing. And they sent me back what you had to do in order to get an episode on. And you had to know the name of it. And you had to know the number of it. And a whole bunch of technical stuff that I had no idea about, you know, because it was in the 80s. Right. So I just gave up. Oh, actually, they're asking in the chat room, where are you from? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, my gosh.
0: That's so, it's cold. So you like the hot weather here?
1: I wouldn't survive. I don't think in Minnesota anymore, but see, I went to New York when I was a teenager to, to be on, cause um, I was in, accepted into a conservatory school, the national Shakespeare company conservatory. Yeah. Well, I know and, that one. I know yeah, central,
3: so, I'm New York. That's in central park.
1: Oh no, that's Shakespeare. No, that's different. That's a different one. That's, that's, um, that's, um, uh, some theater, Papps, public theater, I think I think of some uh, this of, was a some conservatory theater. school. And, um, what did you just ask me about? <laughs> oh, the cold. Well, what I couldn't believe was when I got to the East Coast, even though Minnesota is like the tundra, the the wind off the Atlantic whooping into Manhattan was slicing you to, to just like it was knives. I called my mother and I said, I don't know what they're talking about. This is the coldest I've ever been. In this place. <laughs> That's because if you go
3: on 57th Street, the wind that blows off the Hudson River is what you're talking about. Yes, it goes, it goes down that 57th Street like a funnel or tunnel or whatever, and it is freezing. It's but if you it, go in the canyons, you get you stay warm if you go in between the buildings. You have to learn how to be a, a frozen New Yorker.
1: Well, I was the Upper West Side girl, but originally I was in Hell's Kitchen, and that's where they that's where the studios were where we shot Ryan's Hope, and that's so. Right. Yeah.
3: My mother was born and raised in Hell's Kitchen.
1: So hold on. So then
0: so some of the, I I mean, for me, you have uh, because you've been in a million things. I made a little list of some of your TV guest appearances and and some of the stuff that you've been in. But for me, like your three most iconic that like everybody like knows you from are Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Everybody like one of the biggest cult things because I'm a child of the 80s, you know, so that's like my thing. I graduated high school in 82 and uh, Night of the Comet, which is like the co- comedy, high-fi, uh, comedy, sci-fi, horror type movie, and then you got Chopping Mall, which, which actually we've had Angus Scrimm, Barbara Crampton, and Dick Miller all have been on the show oh, uh, at different times. And so, um, uh, so those to me are like your three most iconic, probably that
1: people would know you from, although you've been in a million things. Is that about true? That is ex- actually dead right because um, um, somebody once called it my mall trilogy. <laughs> for, for some reason i just ended up at that particular time where every time i turned around i was in a mall you know it, it wasn't intentional i mean you couldn't have planned that better if you if that's what you wanted to do if you tried but that's what happened and sure enough yeah that is my mall trilogy and that's what people know me from and now, so i've
3: never, I've never been in the mall but i've been in cabins and if i work one more film in a cabin i'm going to oh. scream <laughs> really, all my films, i yeah, been- Moss would be better, and, yeah, at least the more, <laughs> yeah, the- let's you know, let's, let's one. And- Yeah, but cabins, everybody gets killed in the cabin. So do
0: you have any, like, cool, unusual – first of all, how was – because kind of like those are the films that put you on the map. I don't know if they were your first films, but those are kind of films that are like, oh, my God, because they were such huge successes and they're such cult favorites. Even now, like, you know, like everybody knows what they are. Anybody who loves horror movies knows Night of the Comet and Chopping Mall, like, doesn't make any difference. Yeah, but I'm sure that she's
3: got several kinds of audiences. She's got the horror genre. And then she's got the soap opera people. So she must have tons of, of admirers in so many areas.
0: Times at High probably has its own fans just by itself that are like right. just on their own.
1: Because it's more of a comedy. Yeah, it's more mainland. It's not a horror film. But uh, it's funny that I do, and they don't know about my other stuff. So they'll say, you were in a soap opera? When? You've got to be kidding. When? But they the, don't even know about my other stuff. So it's, it is kind of strange. It's kind of cool.
3: But the people who watch soaps know you, so you have a big, big audience there. It's like a lot of people say, to me, you're the guy on the run with Jimmy Starr on that show?" I say, "Yeah." They say, "Oh, I just thought you were an actor." I said, "Well, I <laughs> think I do on this show." <laughs> but anyway <laughs> you know you you get you get known f- by different groups of people. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have people that know us from this this show. And then I have people that know me from films. So you have to understand that. It's nice just to have everybody like us. Who cares? I, another thing,
0: which we'll come back and talk about those two in a minute. I have another, I have two other ones I want to like bring up. One of them is Pop Star, um, which believe it or not, I love that movie. Rachel Brooks-Smith has been on our show like numerous times and she was, we had her on before anybody yeah. knew who she was, you know, and then we had her on as she started being in a bunch of big things. Uh, and that was such a fun, you know, movie. And she plays such a bitch. Um, and it like, how was that? Cause that's a very different kind of movie for you.
1: Yeah. I think there might be another pop star because in this one, I played a, um, a stage mother that was always drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a different pop star.
0: It's not with, oh, it, 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 Rachel what Brooke a great did. role. It's not the one about the they have another girl singing the voice. Yes, that's the one.
1: Yeah, that's it. Rachel Brooks Okay, Smith that is the one. one. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. For a second, I thought maybe because I know that there's another one and the name changed a few times because of that. Yeah, no, that, that was fabulous.
0: <laughs> um, she Rachel Brooks Smith is really nice. She always plays the bitch, you know. She's like in all those bring it on movies, those cheerleading movies and stuff, mm-hmm. and she always plays the bitch, and she's a bitch and pop star. And and I thought the role seemed very different for you uh, from other things that I've seen you in but also like I really enjoyed it I don't know if it did well or not but as a, as a film I thought it was a lot of fun and I thought you were brilliant in it I thought you did a great job yeah, for what you did it was fabulous we've
3: got to say that in person she's a sweetie pie oh, absolutely. she's the furthest Thank thing you. from a bitch. and she said she loves to play bitchy roles because in her real life she's a, push, she's a softie and a pushover so mm-hmm. in the film it gives her the opportunity to be a tough old bitch you know
1: it's fun. it's a very cathartic
3: Yes. Well, how did you like playing a drunken mother? I love it. What a well, great role. What a great role.
1: It's a fun thing because now that I'm not a final girl or an ingenue, I was never an ingenue, but more like a soubrette which is a character-y ingenue. Um, I, the, all these mature, the, the grown-up lady roles are awesome. Like, they're drunks, they're loosey-gooseys, they're killers. <laughs> They have severe emotional and, and physical and psychological problems, and they're way more fun. Do you get Absolutely. to play a milf? Are you a milf in any of them? Oh yeah, I am a <laughs> milf. <laughs> of What's
0: course,
1: course? Milf- I'd be I'd be offended if I was not cast as a I MILF. I know, I know. I think that a- you <laughs> have
3: to you have to tell our audience, especially our European audience, what a milf is. Do you know what it is? No. Uh,
0: a, a milf is a mom I'd love to fuck. <laughs>
3: Oh. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have asked. But anyway, everybody, all you Europeans, now you know where Jimmy comes from. But um, I would love to play a drunk. I always play a mafia killer or a wise guy. But you could
0: play a dill.
3: A what? A What's a vilf? No, a dilf. What's a dilf? A dad I'd love to play. I, <laughs> I, you know, I I'm not doing daddy porn this week. I'm doing legit. But Seriously, I think that you know Lorreen Landon. Do you know Lorene Landon? Yes. Uh, Lorene's my <laughs> yeah. darling's best friend sweetheart. We just finished a movie together. What Clown
1: Fear. Clown Fear. No, Clown Motel. Clown Motel
3: 2. 2. Oh, I know. And-
1: yes, I've been hearing so much about this. I didn't get to I was not invited to Clown Motel 1.
3: <clears throat> well, we'll talk to Joseph. <laughs> we'll talk to Joseph about you because there may be a three. Anyway, <laughs> Lorene played my wife. And she played it like as a sleazy, drunken barmaid wife. And I'm General Milan. And I thought to myself, had they write that? What kind of a general would, would marry a, mm-hmm. a sleazy blonde with her boobs hanging out drunk? Mm-hmm. And Lorraine played it so well. I mean, she just got into the role and... and and I think I can't wait to see the not the rushes, we don't have them anymore, but I can't wait to see whatever the hell they send us.
0: Actually, we should ask her about that. What about the rushes in a minute? We'll go back. They to don't that. have
3: rushes anymore. That's for my day. I'm I know, 100... but but she's been acting for a pretty long time. Yeah, well, then I don't think she was around in the days of the rushes. The rushes were like when I did a move, I did, I forgot what I did, and I was at Universal and we went into a private studio and they ran the shoot of the day or the, of the yesterday, actually.
1: Yeah, I you know. Uh, I got to see the rushes of Night of the Comet because that they said, "Okay, if you could handle this," because I was dying to see if it was coming across what I wanted. What I wanted to have yeah. come across, and um, um, most most of the times actors are not allowed in there, so they still had them at that point, and that would have been like eighty three or something. And they then, don't have
3: uh, anymore, and it's no,
1: a, no, I don't, remember,
3: I'm sorry, we don't get a chance to see if we're doing it what we want to do, how it looks, or right. how we can do it better.
1: Well, sometimes, then I remember in the 90, late 90s when Avid came in, and that was, oh, the, the holy grail. And you could, they, you, they'd let you back there, and you could kind of see what it was. And and nowadays, they, they will show you, and they'll say, if they think you're going to like it, they'll say, Kelly, come here. You know, or they'll take a still so that you can see what it's going to look like. Yeah, you um, have to
3: look in the camera. Uh, if you're lucky enough to get there because they do a film in a minute and a half yeah, know? Be <laughs> years ago, it was three months to shoot a movie today. It's 10 days. Yeah, so,
1: and if, we had, if we had six or nine weeks, that was, that was quick.
0: Yeah. And that. so how do you feel like, how do you see that? Cause you're in a lot of movies now that, that that do like the 10 day, two week thing. Like, like how is it different for you? Like, how is the difference? I mean, I know it's way, way different. But like for you being able, because most people that are in a lot of films and in all these these films now, that's all they know is the ten day shoot. They they haven't had a long enough career to know when you used to actually like make a movie and do rehearsals and all those kinds of things that don't get happened anymore. So how is that difference for you? Uh, you
1: well, it's it's you know I was w- very well served by my time on the soap because you show up, you shoot yeah. it, you Ooh. do one for safety, and and you're moving on, and so you better be prepared and be ready for whatever they need to do at the last minute like my worst nightmare is you come for you know prepared for certain scenes and then they say oh you know it's raining you know that four-page monologue that you have where nobody else is talking but you (laughs) let's do that instead and you thought they were going to shoot it at the end of the movie so you better know it you know that it keeps you on your toes what can oh, that's
0: get? good, though, but the soap opera experience really has did well, help you a lot then. My,
3: my favorite story from Tristan Rogers is he goes to work. I forgot. he played, Who does he play?
0: Scorpio. Scorpio. On General Hospital. And he had
3: a 42-page script. Of the day. They, of the day. And they handed it to him, and they said, oh, and by the way, we changed this, 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 and this. <laughs> and then they said, okay, camera, Go! <laughs> And Tristan, I like, dropped dead, but for some miracle, he could remember a 42-page script. Me, I would drop dead if I gave it to me.
1: Well, the, it's, the, the mind is a, a muscle, and so when you're learning, when you're on a soap, you get to the point where you can look at it and know what it is, but just day in and day out. Like, if somebody asked me to do that right now because I haven't been on a soap in quite some time, I wouldn't be able to do it, but at the time, I could because I was – You just. It's just like, that. When you're working out all the time, your muscles are really strong. It's the same thing. You just got to memorize. Cause, and then they also have uh, teleprompters, which they probably thought, oh, he'll read the teleprompter. It'll be fine. But, you know, I mean, I have astigmatism. And here's me reading the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> once. I did it once. And I was, oh, I still cringe did, to think did, of it. I think cheek- watch- Thinking of it.
3: Did you ever watch The Golden Girls? When uh, the one that plays the mother is reading the teleprompters on the floor, and you see how she's squinting to look at the teleprompter because she's. Like, oh. <laughs> I, I don't use a teleprompter or cue cards. I use an earpiece. Oh. I've never tried an earpiece, but i wonder. It's wonderful. I had a pretty big scene in, in clown and I was at a pool table and I was delivering this big bit and it was all military language that I have no idea what the hell it means. And I had difficulty with the script. So Jimmy went outside and he read me my lines. And after I finished, oh. guess what? They applauded and they said, Ron, that was beautiful. What a great scene. I thought, holy shit, I'm never getting rid of this earplug.
1: Or this guy, for that matter. Absolutely. It was so
3: easy because the words were coming to me and I was able to emote. You know, do what I, I was supposed to be very authoritative and encouraging and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes when you don't know your lines, you're so busy trying to remember your lines, you forget your acting.
1: Yeah, and it it makes you not come across as confident. If you've got to be a general or you know a or yeah, something, you have to be really confident, right. and you can't do that if you're worried about your lines. You can't.
3: Well, Robert De Niro uses an earpiece. So does uh, Eric. Roberts. Johnny Depp. A whole bunch Johnny of Depp does it. He hears. Uh, Johnny Depp remembers lines. He just doesn't like learning them, so yeah. he makes it in his contract. Uh, I use a a near piece. Read me my lines. I don't want, I can't be, he hates learning lines. So, any movie you see Johnny Depp in, he's being fed those lines.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing with actors is that we feel, sometimes you feel like if you memorize it a certain way, then then you're more worried about saying it the way you you memorized it unconsciously than being in the moment with the other actor because that character doesn't know what they're about to say. And so that's, that's probably why I've not used one of those, but, um, it's I wonderful. Trust me. Be interested. It's, like a, it's, so,
3: it's such a, a wonderful relief feeling of, of tension. You have no tension at all. You just feel so like your brain is functioning, um, especially when you're in the script and you learn it to the letter. You know, like I did a film for uh, Lionsgate and we weren't allowed to ad lib, to, they told us it has to be letter perfect. And then before we shot it, they said, Oh, here's the new script. I said, Hello? at that time i was 79 i said i'm 79 years old you don't throw new scripts at a 75 79 year old actor and guess what when we shot it i used the original script because that's all i knew they They were okay well you know what i was able to change a few things like i told i told the director i said i'm supposed to be a tough guy from brooklyn and i'm referring to a restaurant and I'm not going to refer to it as a restaurant because coming from Brooklyn, no one ever did. It was called a joint.
1: I, I was going to say a joint, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah,
3: you're going <laughs> to eat at exactly. a joint. My director came over. He said nobody knows that word. That's an old word. I said no, it's not. Everybody knows. Not in knows New York, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. So anyway, I did joint, and after they liked it, they said, "Yeah, it's it's better." You know, you can't play if. Did you ever see bad New York actors who act, They people who want to act like a New Yorker? Yes. And they do this dumb, act, like, what's his name who's terrible at it?
0: i are not going to mention him.
3: Yeah, DiCaprio's, uh, Coppolo's nephew.
0: I don't know who you're talking Dude, about the actor
3: that gets eighteen. Oh, Nick, like Nicholas Cage. Nicholas <laughs> Cage gets paid more money than anybody on the planet, and Nicholas Cage once did a New York accent that I was laughing my ass off because it was so bad, it was so stereotypical, like gems Cheese and toes. Oh,
1: what movie? I don't, I don't remember him doing one of those.
3: Yes, he did in one of the movies, and I forgot what, what movie it was. It was a while ago, and, and he had this rough, hey. saw a dog, he had this rough, tough uh, New York accent. You know, hey. learn it well. It's like Southern accents. You know, I can't do a good Southern accent because, Astro, shut up. When I do, when I do a Southern accent, it comes out like a Yiddish accent.
1: <laughs> when I was in school, the first time I learned a Southern accent, it came out British. <laughs> okay. So bring and what, I, what, well, you know why? We, because when when we settled the South, we were British, and the, it's so bloody hot down there that their speech slowed, and so it went right. from being a very upper class British accent to what we know now to a real scarlet O'Hara. I would Southern have never world. known that, but it actually happened to me because of but my accent. What's wonderful
3: about the earpiece is, if you have a fellow, uh, like, let's say we have a, a linguist, a person who does accents. Uh, let's say you have to do a Japanese accent or Chinese, which is a big difference between the Chinese and the oh, Japanese accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, you have, if you have a linguist who knows the Japanese accent, as he tells you the lines, he's saying it in the accent. Uh-huh. So you absolutely can say it beautifully. That's it's really a one. Did you know they used it in theater for years on Broadway?
1: I did. I did know that because a couple of older actors have told me, you know, I've been wearing the ear crews forever and I love it. I wish I'd. Um, yeah. So I did know that because you can't. My,
3: my, my buddy, Jane Russell, who was my dearest and best friend in the world, we, mm-hmm. we hung out together. And Jane said to me when she was in company on Broadway, she had a piece. Because Jane hadn't any memory. I used to say to her, Jane, I could get you in a lot of movies. So many friends of mine would kill for you. She'd say, leave me alone. I can't remember. My line's wrong. She was was abroad. Jane was abroad. That's how she spoke.
0: So hold on. I want to go back now. So hold on. Um, so I got I got two other movies I want to mention because uh, one of them, we've had a bunch of the people on our show, and we just had Adrian Barbeau on like six weeks ago and Joe Castro like Love two her. weeks ago. Love so you Adrian. did Exorcism at 60,000 feet. We haven't seen it yet. I don't know if it's any good, but Joe Castro did the special effects. It's mm-hmm. got Bill Mosley. Lance Hendrickson's been on our show. Adrian Barbeau, you. Mm-hmm. Uh, bai Ling has not been on our show, how but can, I
3: have how, met how, her. How come we haven't seen that movie yet? Because I don't. Because you have to rent it. No, they're gonna. We don't pay. <laughs> I mean, since when? They they sent us the link. No, but no, we, we give them free. We have press. to get the. We have to get the. We have to get the Jimmy, director of it off. Do on. you realize how much money we get eight thousand something dollars if they want to push a movie? <laughs> so we do it for free. They could send me a friggin' link. Is the movie good? Did you enjoy? I mean, I love the
0: cast. I think it's a great cast and oh, a lot she's of fun. In it too? People. Yeah, she's. Why would I bring it up if she's not in it? <laughs> Hello, I'm all always- <laughs> she's yes, she's in it. Oh, now I want to see We're it very more. good friends with Joe Castro. He was on, he came to our house actually for our Christmas party. Yeah. He's a great guy. I'm so, really how happy. was
3: that movie? Is it fun? Wait, was don't, it fun? Go any, don't go any further. Who produced it?
1: Uh, uh, Corpsey Ryan. Oh, that's your friend. Okay, call your, sure your call, I'm call your
3: friend up and tell him to send us the link. I want sure to he he I'm sure
1: he will. I, I sure want to see it tonight. And we'll talk about it. it. He, he we'll used to be a publicity person for abc so he's very in touch with how tell important it is to gonna have i, I, I want,
3: want to watch, it watch it so that's who we
0: met her with the first time we that we met her oh he was a he nice was with him yeah
1: he's um, a very nice guy yeah
0: then the other movie i wanted to bring mm-hmm. so that
1: movie was fun did it come out okay is it a pretty okay fun movie um yeah you know i'm a, i'm a very poor judge of my own films so having said that i'm not in it a lot it's more like a, a special appearance by like i've only got a couple of scenes um but the rest of it yeah and i think that particularly the acting is uh you know you get all those people when i used to do interviews for it before it came out one thing i would say is if you see all these people adrian me bill mosley lance hendrickson if you see us all get on a plane don't get on that plane unless you find (laughs) out we're going to a convention because It's us. You know, what do you think is going (laughs) to (laughs) happen?
0: So then you have another one, too, called Hell's Kitty. And I had never heard of this movie uh, ever before. We had uh, when we first moved to Palm Springs from Pennsylvania, we had Victoria DeMaria on the show and Mm. um, and she heard talked about it. And then uh, I was looking at your IMDb and I saw that you were in it. And then I saw all the people because we've had almost everybody. Um. So Hell's Kitty, Kitty, you guys. It's got Adrian Bar- Barbeau, Kelly Maroney, Victoria Damare, Alyssa Dowling, mm-hmm. who I think might be coming on next week, Michael Berryman, Augie Duke, uh, who's we a good friend Augie of ours. Doug Jones uh, has been on our show. Lynn Lowry, Bill Oberst Jr. has been on our show. Barbara Nedjolikova has been on the show. Courtney Gaines has been on the show. And Lee Merriweather, who we know, but she's never been on the show. No, uh, but like she, what an all-star wants,
3: cast. She wants to come on, by the But
0: what an all-star cast! Like of that movie, like should we go see that movie? I mean, it's got so many famous people, fabulous, like
1: iconic people.
3: Of course, you should. Doesn't mean it's good. I'm just (laughs) listen, listen, Jimmy. Stop it. I think
1: that was the whole idea. Is this Nick? Nick Tana has a cat that he used to joke because he could never have a girlfriend because this cat was jealous, and it was really quite. This cat was an angel. She's passed away now. She was a fabulous actress. She did stuff I couldn't believe they got her to do. And it's a cat—not so even like a dog that you can train. You can't train a cat. She had star quality, and so his idea was to bring all the horror icons that he knew. And it was a web series, and there was a little difficulty because uh, we didn't sign up to do a movie. We signed up. To do a web series, and so then, uh, now when, uh, what I understand now is that it's become a musical, which I'd love to see it as a musical. I bet that's hilarious. Oh, absolutely! It's a little bit campy, obviously, you know. But obviously, it's actually a real act cat. It. It's, about a real, yeah. it's about a real. cat. Oh I my know. gosh! What and they mean? shot a real cat. Her name was Angel. She was she was phenomenal. And I, I saw them shoot stuff with her, and I thought, oh, they're just going to fake it because she's a cat. No, she came in and you know, she would come in when she was supposed to. And her responses were, and then they'd make her eyes glow red. And she's. <laughs> and so the, yeah, the joke is that every time he brings a woman in, you know, that he's trying to date, she kills them. And, and she brings oh. in all these uh, paranormal people. Lynn Lowry and I play uh, sisters who are gypsies. I love it. And, and
3: cool. he hires. Listen, he hires about, them, about the movie that you all think may not be good, let me say something. What is going on right now in the world with this anger, hatred, explosions, killing, bad-mouthing, nasty crap? We need fantasy. And this movie sounds like fantasy. So when you see it, it takes you away for an hour five or six or eight into a beautiful place, and your brain gets a rest. So everyone out there, please rent this film. Go see this film. It'll, It'll relax you. It'll make you be happy. Even if the film is not gone with the wind, it's okay. Most of them
1: are not going to be gone with the wind, you know. (laughs) (laughs) She said, "Most of them are not going to be be. gone with the wind." I love that. So, okay, so here's some of my like. That's what I love about. You'll watch a bad horror movie just for the fun of it. You won't necessarily watch a bad period period you know historical period drama if it's bad, but you'll watch a bad horror movie. That's what I love about horror. I, oh, that's every, what I every, love, too. Every horror
3: movie I'm in, i Midnight think, stinks. And then it gets the best reviews, and it sells mm-hmm. like crazy. So my taste in horror movies is very sophisticated. I go back to, like, Night of the Living Dead, the original one, and I go back to Killers from Outer Space and stuff he like that. He likes Killer
0: Clowns from Outer Space. I love
3: that movie. <laughs> and Killer Tomatoes and, and all that stupid jazz, because it was fun. It was camp. Used to giggle from it. Mm-hmm. and That's what we need today. We need to giggle a little more.
1: Well, I agree. and and you know, who knew that in twenty twenty I'd be sitting here talking about some of those films. I just it's crazy.
0: <laughs> do, you have a favorite?
1: Mm-hmm. do you have a
0: favorite of one of the of of all your films? like what do you have one that's you're like favorite that you had the most fun on or uh, has been, you've seen the most benefit from, or you pretty much like have pretty much enjoyed everything because you've had such an an evolutionary career that keeps evolving?
1: Uh, you know, I love them all for different reasons. I just, when I'm working on one for sure, that's the only part in the whole world for me. Um, and, and everything is, everything is just different facets of somebody. Let me, let me pretend to be that person. So, uh, I would think probably people know me the most from Night of the Comet. And it was on that movie that I met my coach, Roy London, who has been passed away for decades now. I've never met anybody like him since, and um, and uh, if, if not, you know, and also I generally I'm very fortunate. I usually make a best friend forever on each of my movies. Oh, that's fabulous! And that's the best part of it. This was, it That me- I like. Me too.
3: I I love a- uh, Augie Duke. I mean, I, Augie's fabulous. I spent we were on a film together called Clown Fear, and I spent uh, some time in the, her trailer with six other girls. And all they talked about was who they banged in Hollywood and who had small penises and who had big penises and who was good and who was bad. I've I'm been all in there. those
1: trailers, too. <laughs> I, I, I,
3: I, walked, I walked out of there with such an education. And I thought to myself, good thing you're gay. Could you imagine having sex with one of these girls? It would be all over the lot. It would be in everybody's trailer. Oh, shit.
0: Hold on. We have to go back because, like, uh, in the chat room, they're talking about that you have your own action figure for Night of the Comet. You're kidding. And for Chopping Mall. And for chopping mall, where do we get? Like, where where would we find them? Like, where
1: can we? uh, We haven't figured out an efficient way of manufacturing them, so that they wouldn't. I mean, they're going to be so expensive if they make them because there's no. So, um, if we had a bulk um, order, then they would be. I could pass them on at some sort of a reasonable cost to other people. But they've been made. I've had several prototypes made, and, and they're all great in their own different way. Um, that is so cool. Well, I love do, that. Do
3: a pre-order. Everybody out there who wants this doll, <laughs>
1: contact... I figure. Oh,
3: wait, we wait, don't call you. them dolls. Well, I call them dolls. Contact action figure. Contact uh, uh, Kelly, Kelly and say you want an action. We should put one together. Shut up here! I'm doing a commercial. Uh, (laughs) And contact Kelly and tell her you want one of her action figures. And when the number goes up to 10,000, then she'll manufacture and you send money and you'll get it.
0: No, Actually, <laughs> we, need, we need to get a Funko Pop of you, too, though. Like, I collect the Funko Pops from everybody who's been on the show. on the show, I have, like, hundreds of them. So we need to get you a, your own Funko Pop. Did you know oh,
3: somebody's yeah. making dolls out of us? Yeah. And I don't like the idea because enemies will stick pins in my doll. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a voodoo thing. It's yeah. thing. I mean, I don't need them sticking pins in my eyes and brains. I That's have
1: a-, a crochet doll of me as Allison in Chopping Mall. And – it could very easily be used as a voodoo doll. Yeah, well, we're of that. Yeah. So, so here's a question.
3: I think this woman's making puppets out of us. Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. I but forgot what it was. She contacted us and it went nowhere. But anyway,
0: I, I want to know. Okay. So, cause you had a, a, such a cool career. Um, if you had a bucket list, who's oh, like wait,
3: before the bucket list, somebody just asked me to ask her a question. They want to know how did you meet your guy?
1: Oh, well, this is a funny thing. Uh, I, I hadn't, I had been getting over a, a breakup that really, really got me. And so it had been a couple of years and I thought, cause I just couldn't, I couldn't get over it. I couldn't, you know, I just didn't ever feel like dating anyone ever again, but I thought this is getting weird. And so I put myself on an internet. Um, which one was it? Um, on an internet dating thing. And I took my, the, the, and what happens with women is that you put yourself on and you go, oh brother. And you go to bed and in the morning, your inbox is full of stuff, right? <laughs> and so, but the thing was, is that somebody had written me immediately and said, isn't this Kelly Maroney, the actress. And so I, I got, I got creeped out. Cause I, for some reason I thought I was going to be able to do this incognito. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is my part. um but I, I really did i really did and so i i so daniel had written to me and um and somebody else and i said um i said take those those two guys and i said um okay so i have to get off this thing i think no actually i i narrowed it down to daniel i narrowed, yeah i wrote to him and i didn't know that he's he would ever do it but i said I have to get off here, but here's my information. And I, you know, I, I wasn't even sure if he, if they were, if he was going to be allowed to get my information in and right. message or not. And I thought, okay. And I took myself off and I thought, you know, either maybe he'll call me, you know, and, and he did, he did. Cause he's very, he's, he's a smooth operator. He's very, um, he presents very well. He's very where, did, where, where, did he,
3: where did he take you on the first date?
1: The first date we went to a coffee shop down, um, down where, by where I live. It's called Solar de Cahuenga because that's pretty safe for on both parts, you know? And I walked in and I, he was even better looking than he was in his picture. And I went, what is he doing on <laughs> a dating site? And he said, turned around and said to me, you're better looking than your picture, which is, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and I just, the whole time I just stared at him, I thought, this guy has got so much charisma. I can't believe it. And so from there, uh, you know, I just I thought, boy, if this ends up, if he ends up to be the one, I'm going to be happy to stop right there.
3: There you go. So you lucked out. I, I, lucked, out when I, met, I lucked out when I met Jimmy, too. I he was did. in a 46-year relationship that ended due to pancreatic cancer. Oh. And I was heartbroken for two years and I... I met Sal when I was 19. We grew up together, and I never dreamed I could ever love anybody again. And then three years later, I met Jimmy, and it happened. So for everyone out there, don't think it's over. Don't give up.
0: Don't give up. Don't
3: give up because it continues again. Remember, the love you have in your heart goes out to different people. It's the same love. You don't love somebody because of this special way, I'm trying to say. It's love. Right? The love you gave the first jerk that, that you had a problem with, you gave it to the second good guy. And he appreciated it. <clears throat> so share that love in your heart. Give that love everything
1: in your that heart. You, Every relationship you have that doesn't work out, it just brings you closer to the one that is going to work out. And you're going to be so much w- well more equipped because you've made mis- you know, you've figured out how to do it by the, you know, if we always wonder if, what would happen if we met when we were 21, you know. Or right, 30. right. We would
3: have blown no. it because we didn't know what we we're, you know. We were- now, Kelly, honestly, answer this question. If you're not going to answer it honestly, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'll be mad at you. Honestly, do you look back at the jerk and say, thank God I didn't
1: marry him? Several, several of <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've had, few, I've had a few of those, too, where I look back and I said, boy, wow. oh, boy, would I have been in a mess if I married that moron. And, you uh,
1: know, my my friends, too, I think, you know, I remember that them they, they felt so horrible at the time. And you just look and you go, dodged a bullet.
0: <laughs>
1: absolutely.
0: Well, you,
3: you, you got a good one and you're a sweetie pie and good finds good. It may take some time. You may have to weed the garden. But I believe that good finds good.
1: I do too. And when you're ready, too. And you might not even know you're ready because you're just busy um, doing your thing. But somehow the universe goes, all right, you're ready. It's timing. It's all, it's, I feel I, It's got to be divine timing because things work out so weird. You, you know, it, it can't be it's an true. accident.
3: I met Jimmy in a mall. He looked like a rock star. Ripped dungarees, earrings, long hair. He looked like a big person and i would never go i i go out with ralph lauren looking guys you know slick new york looking sharpies and this one looked like a like a, a rag muffin like i should give him buck a two dollars to go get a coffee or something and i would never i would never never ever ever be with a person like him anyway long story short we did a thing together and he was in a blue sword uh Suit with a white shirt and a tie, and his haircut, no earrings. I took one look at him. I said, Now we're cooking, busted.
1: <laughs> now we're talking.
3: <laughs>
0: now we're talking. Okay. uh Oh, yeah. Meg's in the chat room. She says, Best Meg, movie you ever made. My hey, Meg. sweetheart.
3: I love you, Meg. I called you before, honey. You weren't home. I know you were out shopping. Uh, I, cu- I couldn't call you back because we, we were going into airtime. And
0: everybody's talking about how the, the, they're so happy for you and you and Daniel and your relationship and that it's going well. Everybody. Wait, like let me loves finish
3: it. my message to Meg. Meg, I'll call you uh, a little later. I have a few things to do after the show, but I will call you, honey.
0: Anyway, so I want to go back. Here's my thing that I like to ask actresses and actors. So you've had like this great career bucket list who's like a male and female star that you have not had an opportunity to work with that you'd be like, oh my God, I'd love to work with them. And number two, if you could have been in any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in?
1: Oh wow. Those are great questions. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to have played every part that Betty Davis ever played. (laughs) Yeah yeah that's Ron Ron knew her. I knew Betty Oh my gosh. I just admire her so much. And of course I can. I mean, when I was when I was a kid, I adored Gone with the Wind. I think I must have read the book thirteen times in a row. Um, But I was not right for any of those parts. Maybe Melanie, if you like, drive me down. But
3: you know what? Let me give you a little quickie on Betty Davis. Yeah, I I grew up with Betty Davis. Now Voyager playing sophisticated, elegant, wealthy women. She was always beautifully spoken. You know, down to the letter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Knowing her. And I wrote this on Facebook the other day. I went to a party at Upper House on Havenhurst, and she was the only woman I ever knew that could smoke a cigarette and drink a scotch at the same time and say, fuck you. I mean, she was abroad. (laughs) She had a dirty mouth. That elegant woman we saw on the screen. She was a regular uh, Connecticut yank a straight shooter. She didn't care for bullshit. If you gave her the, I mean, we went to lunch one day at the at the mustache and some gay guys came over to the table. They recognized her and they kept saying, Oh, Miss Davis, I adore you. I love you. I, I think you're wonderful. And she said, of course you do. Of course. You, do. Of course you, do. <laughs> you know, that was Betty. She had a wonderful sense of humor. She loved dirty jokes. She loved anything that was, uh, somebody gave her a dildo one time and she said, what is this? And then they went into a whole conversation. Oh, that was Tristan Rogers. Right. She asked Tristan Rogers what a dildo was. That's right. At an affair. Because Tristan told me that story. Anyway, Betty was wonderful. You would have loved her. She would have loved you because she only liked real people. She didn't like fake people.
0: I like, love it. So, okay. That's why she hated
3: Joan Crawford because she said Joan Crawford was, she said, not only were her tits fake, but she was fake. Meow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, so Gone with her. the Wind would have been
1: the movie then you would have liked to have been in? Um, well, I was actually thinking about, I mean, who wouldn't want to be in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? No, I, would, I love no, that. He no, hates that. No, I love no. that movie. I, I think it's I fabulous. discussed
3: that with Betty thousands of times. It came up because people new people that came into a room, they would recognize her from baby Jane and I would watch her cringe. Oh, she, would, okay. she would go inside of herself and then she'd blurp out. I'm a far better actress and I've made fabulous movies. Jane, I needed the money. And that she never really. I love that she, movie. She really was embarrassed, humiliated and wow. hated and hated that film. But
1: she you did, know, she dug kept... all her vanity to play the part. And she went with that, you know, white. Flower like yeah. makeup. Oh, I mean, she really, she really went there. She didn't like try to. I'll just do this movie, but I won't look bad. Or no, no, she was famous
3: for that. She, Mister Scuffington. She aged. I love that movie so much. Yeah, <laughs> she did. She did also. Betty's favorite movie was Voyager. Now Voyager, because it was the public's we most favorite movie. We just watched that the movie. other day. And- uh, the movie she disliked the most was with uh, Claude Rains. Was I believe it was called Dangerous. And there was a couple of movies that she really didn't like. Beyond the Forest, she didn't like doing that one either. Hang she on,
1: thought that was a piece. Go of back
0: trouble.
3: though. Okay, so you didn't
0: give us an actor. What actor would you have liked? Would you like to work with?
1: There's so many. I mean, I think Anthony Hopkins is probably my favorite actor. But absolutely. there's so
0: absolutely great
1: absolutely. actors I haven't worked with. But in my own genre, I've never done a movie with Eric Roberts ever. I will. You will. You will. I must be the only person in the whole world that hasn't. (laughs) There's a lot of people in my own genre that I haven't gotten really a chance to work with. Do you have a favorite genre film? Well,
3: you will work with Eric because he makes a thousand films a week.
1: I know. who hasn't yeah. worked with everybody him? Of,
0: everybody putting it out there, everybody. So hold on. Do you have a favorite genre film? Not like one of yours, but like if you were to watch a favorite horror movie, <laughs> do you have like a, a favorite horror movie that's that a movie that you just like to, to watch because it's fun?
1: Yeah, I like the old Nosferatu.
0: Oh, yeah, it's that's
1: really good.
0: scary. I like um, I love Rosemary's that one,
1: Baby, too. which I did a movie right now. It's kind of like Rosemary's Baby meets um, Chitulu from – The Deep One. It's called The Deep Ones. It's an H.P. Lovecraft movie, and there's elements of yeah, and uh, also oh my goodness, um, Damien Omen, The Omen. Oh yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yes, I love. They were classically
1: done.
3: Rosemary's Baby was a film. It wasn't a horror movie. It was a film, and it was done beautifully. And Mia was wonderful in it. And it's one of my favorite films too.
0: Yeah. I love it, too, actually. Actually, I, I think I read something where they're going to maybe like try to redo Rosemary's Baby, but I wish no, they wouldn't keep redoing leave stuff. I wish they would leave all the old movies alone. And uh. there's so many writers who can write new things, and everybody would write new things instead of remaking everything, because I'm not a huge fan of the remake. But, but I
3: remember hey, when, hey. Lee, when Lee Remick did the remake of Betty Davis's film The Letter. The letter letter was a brilliant piece of work. Betty didn't care for the film. I loved it. And I told her it was one of my favorites. She didn't care for the director or a lot of the stuff that went on. And she uh, anyway, Lee Remick did it. The the remake of the letter. It was so bad. Mm. I felt terrible for Lee Remick because it was just a piece of junk. And she was a good actress, Lee Remick.
1: She sure was, yes. Absolutely. You got
3: to leave stuff alone. The movie that Betty had the most objection to was the one with um, where she was the woman going blind and dying. What was the name of that one? Um, oh. And at the very end, she goes to bed and pulls the covers over herself to die. What? And, what? Suddenly, and suddenly you heard angels. And she said she fought that studio get rid of the fucking angels so i don't want the fucking angels and they insisted and betty said no i wanted to die into peaceful silence um, and i think she was right that scene would have been better if the music went mm, and she just faded away not with the angels coming in and making it a big big anyway
1: so, we don't sure. to say over what, what you know. We, we can always say what we would like, but we actors don't have a lot of say as to what ends up happening. Yeah, but yes, she did. Right.
3: Betty did. So
1: <laughs> but oh, no, 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 Betty say Davis you. can't make no, it happen. Who can? No,
3: Betty had a little secret code that we talked about, and she said, "If a director didn't listen to me, I'd say, you know what can happen." And then she'd walk away and the director would say, OK, Miss Davis, we'll do it your way. You know what could happen? Means, That's power. <laughs> you, know, you know what can happen means I don't feel well. I think I'll be sick for a couple of weeks. Which they, they used did. to do.
1: Those people used they, to do that. They did that. They had they to fight contracts and stuff.
3: They, would you ever threaten a studio if they didn't do it? If they made a jerk of you, would you allow it? I don't
1: know that there's a lot I could do about it, honestly.
3: Would you walk off the set?
1: Well, like, like, what kind of thing would they have done?
3: I mean, something that, something, oh, let's put it this way, that you are, uh, you, you come out of a shower, you slip on the soap and you lay, there, your legs wide open and the camera comes in <laughs> for a close up. Now, I mean, are you going to allow that?
1: Well, no, like what would actually happen was they would, somebody would race upstairs, come up with some kind of a contract, bring it downstairs and say... I promise you that footage is never going anywhere. It's being destroyed. And here's a legal binding document to prove that. Because if you didn't say that you were willing to do that and they do that to you, you can sue them. So actually something happened to me like that where something was shown and I hadn't contracted to do any nudity. And that's exactly what they did. They ran upstairs. They got legal. They said that is never going to be in the movie.
3: Do you, uh, well, you get five thousand bucks if you do a, a mookie shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in horror movies,
3: no, that's not they right. Pay, they pay. They
0: You get a bump, but it's not the same amount of money on every film. What?
3: What's her name? I won't use her name. Who was wallowing in the Maya in that bathtub? She got five grand for her pussy showing.
0: <laughs> anyway, we're not going to talk about that right now. Yeah. Anyway, hold on. I want to go ahead. Do you know who Joe Lujan is? Joe a, a he has a, a series called The Immortal Wars. Anyway, Angela Joseph just told me to tell you that she because he's got Eric Roberts in his movies and he just told, she told me to tell you that she just told J- Joe Lujon that you want to work with Eric Roberts. So maybe we, get you, maybe we get you in a movie there with go. Eric Roberts. <laughs> you know, he, does
1: this, he does this thing called The Wrong Doctor or something like that on Lifetime and it's hilarious. He talks, he breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera and he's evil and stuff but then he, when he when he gets caught, he's like What do you expect? You know, know,
3: Eric Eric, Eric uses uh, cards or has an earpiece, maybe. So you're going to work with a guy who really is going to know his lines.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When when you say that, I feel like I've never, I haven't worked with nearly enough people. I mean, there's so many people I admire and so many people I would be so excited to do something with. Uh, You're going to have all kinds of opportunities. I'm
3: I'm going to, I don't want to ask how old you are. Well, I know you're considerably younger than I, but I don't look 80 on film. I could pass for 60 on film. I'm in a movie where they're searching for my wife. I'm going to suggest to Dave, maybe uh, your name, to play my wife. It's an excellent part in a Great. wonderful, a wonderful script for a change. It's a good script. Great. Uh, I, can't, I won't give it away on the air, but you're my wife, but you're more than just my wife. Uh-huh. And that, That's where the mystery unfolds.
0: Anyway, I, 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 cause, you know, I'm producing okay. like 26 films right now. So like, I will keep it all in mind if, if my if I can. I, you know, everything has to get improved by the people putting up the millions of dollars for the film. Yeah. Um, but I think that you are a, a great talent. She's I think a veteran. You're incredibly She's a veteran Charming. Actress. You're an actual really actress because a lot of the yeah. actors nowadays, they just read lines, but they don't actually know how to act. And you're an actual actress who knows how to act. Um, I, I want to congratulate you on a wonderful career. Mm-hmm. We're so happy that you came on the show today. Uh, we have another and, guest and coming on. I love
3: Adrienne Barbeau, by the way. She that's was good. so sweet, so charming, so lovely. And I said to her, you know, do you have a boyfriend? She said, no, but I'd like one, not to get married, just to have his, someone to go out with. So now I put So he pimps there. her out all over so the place. I, <laughs> I, no, so now I'm advertising. I am. I'm advertising all over. I got one that's guy. That's I have one guy who's an actor friend of ours. He said he would love to date Adrian. And I told Wouldn't. him. I said, My call. God, I, I said, call Like you. Call her. But you're married. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he called Adrian. I really have to follow up on that. Anyway, we've got
0: to go because we've got to uh, get another guest coming. You guys follow Kelly in social media. She's at Kelly Moroni on Twitter, which Kelly is K E L L I M A R O N E Y. What are you on Instagram?
1: Kelly Maroney. I just try uh, to keep it. Oh, you're Kelly
0: Mar- That's perfect. Thanks. So she's Kelly Maroney everywhere. You guys follow her everywhere. Check out all her body of work. Um, you'll love all of them. If you want to see the real classics, make sure to see fast times at Ridgemont high night of the comet and shopping mall, but she's got all kinds of new stuff coming out. She's working all the time. We want to congratulate you. Thank you for coming on the show. And if you ever have a movie to promote, let us know. We'll
1: bring you back and get you lots of exposure. And I hope to see Thank you
3: at the next red carpet when we're free. Yeah.
1: Yay. Oh, yes. we well, make sure to have a great time. I love Absolutely. you guys. Thank you so much. I love you back. Thanks. You're a, you're a you're sweet. sweetie pie. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That Bye-bye. was
3: Kellen. I
2: know you guys all loved it. Right. Nice girl. Nice, girl. nice. Uh, I nice. got nice, uh, nice. such great, 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 uh, 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 great credit, good credit, good credit good so it's all fine. I'd love to work with you. We do that. We see at a bunch of cool red carpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, always a you like the in-cloud of
0: the... Um, the oh, scream okay. Queens, and it's fabulous. Yes. You were okay. having microphone issues, but I think you're good. It might have balanced out. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Is it can, can you or, hear me? Jimmy or me? It's me. Okay.
0: I got you. My was going in and out a couple of I times. I am
3: begging Jimmy to get the earplug with the little hook that goes in your mouth so you, we don't have to hold these stupid microphones. <laughs> it <laughs> hey, o- it only happened right after... Kelly left, so we're good.
0: Oh, okay, good. Okay. That's fine. I, okay, feel like, good. I feel like
3: Bing Crosby with this microphone. So That's ancient, okay. So old-fashioned.
0: So everybody in the chat room, thank you so much for enjoying all of that. We're going to have another guest in a minute. In the meantime, let's do our little commercial of all the places that you can uh, hear the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. You can hear us live on our uh, home station of W4CY Radio, 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, on Wednesdays, you can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. And uh, there's about another hundred more of them, but these are the place pl- best places to go. And on television, you can uh, see us uh, on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, YouTube, and JSW Television on the Jimmy Stars World site. Um, so
3: don't Facebook me and say, How do I see your show? Jesus, we're all over the place. We're like diarrhea. We're all over.
0: If our next guest is coming in, you guys. Uh, it's going to be fun and let's rock and roll and get things rolling. Who's the next guest? John Stewart and Madeline Kay.
3: John Stewart, we're going to torture this one. I'm in the mood.
0: There we go. John oh, Stewart and Madeline two Kay.
3: Two of them. I could really, I could really get these two going. Oh now our dog's barking. Yeah. Shut up to Astro. Astro <laughs> Hey Astro.
0: you guys, how you doing? You shouldn't be We're good, good. Astro. Hey. Hang on, we gotta get our dog before we introduce you. Astro! Astro! Hey. Astro. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> Spanish.
4: Yeah. He's seven,
0: sitting in the window watching dogs go by and barking at him. Up, Come up on, down. up here. Up on deck. Yeah, yes. box Spanish? There we go. He's, Yay! Seven, All right. Seven
3: pounds of hell.
0: Um, yes. Oh, you can see see him. Madeline, you're so gorgeous. I mean, in the video, you're gorgeous, but like in real life, you're gorgeous too, which means you didn't have to like do anything in the video to make you look gorgeous. I love that hair.
3: That head of hair. Do you have do you have extensions, or is that all you? No, this is all me. Hey.
5: I watched the Angie Stevenson interview, so I knew that I had to really do it up today. Absolutely.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. I love it.
5: I saw Ron. I saw Ron really likes jugs. So I made sure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is so fabulous. I love it. Well, you know, I was shooting with, with Angie, uh, there was a scene where um, I was leaning on the the pool table, looking at the guns, and I couldn't help but be looking at her boobs. And I wonder if they didn't shoot that with, just, with me looking like a dirty old man staring at her boobs. They may use it because it was be, be quite comical. I love it. Yeah, so, Bindi's beautiful. Now let's talk. Hang you on, you no, 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 We're going to introduce wait, them. Wait, I got to interdu- introduce wait. them. For the-
0: I have to there have you it. Go. Now you made a noise. Oh, well, I don't care. Just let it go. All right, everybody. Now we want to... We're married, so we argue all the time. It's part oh, of our all stick. <laughs> all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly gorgeous and talented Madeline Kay, along with musician and legendary stuntman and director, John
3: Stewart. Hello, and welcome to the show.
4: How you guys doing?
3: Good. Fabulous. Now, now tell me you're not in the mafia. Me? Yeah, you look like one of the, the copy. Look at yeah, you. Well, Maybe
4: I can't, can't tell you I'd have to kill you.
3: You <laughs> look like one of Gotti's old boys.
4: Well, no, these are because I can't see and they have bifocals on them, so. Okay. But they're all blurry.
3: Now we
0: can see. <laughs> <laughs> Just teasing. So this is Ron Russell, my outrageous co-host. Yes. Hi, Ron. Um, Hello. Hi. We also have a chat room filled with people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room.
5: Hola.
0: Hey everyone. And Eileen just joined the chat room, so say hi to
4: Eileen. She oh, was hi, for you um, Thank you so much. Hey Eileen, how you doing? Do you, there you
3: go. Do, do you know Eileen? Yes. Have you ever seen Eileen? Yes. Oh, how could you, you see her? How oh. could you see her? Because I her... could have
4: known her a while ago, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, because I've seen her on, on, on a video.
3: If she lays down, her breasts cover her face. So how could you see? Her? <laughs> Did you ever see the knockers on Eileen? No. Oh, she's got a a, a jugs, talk about jugs. She's got five gallon cans in each brock cup. Eileen's got the biggest, bigger than Dolly Parton, and bigger than anybody.
4: Okay, sit down. she's
3: just got the most enormous, huge boobies. And I Where's love my
4: camera. Is she on camera? Oh, she's in the chat room. Uh, She's in
3: Next time you see her, ask her to show you her boob. She will. She'll just whip off her bra and show you. She don't care. It, so. So,
0: so hold on. So so uh, I want to talk because first of all, you guys. So uh, Madeline Kay and John Stewart formed the band Juliana, and uh, they've got a brand new song called Two Sabor," and we're going to talk about it and they're going to play it and stuff. But before Ooh. we do that, I want to like uh, talk a little bit about backstory because because John uh, is a musician now. I don't know how long have you been a musician, John?
4: Well, I don't really consider myself a musician. I've been playing guitar since I was 10. But I don't read music. I don't know theory and all that. So I've been messing around since I was 10, and I play chords and write songs. But um, I started at 10, and then when I was doing my movie career, I didn't touch the guitar for, like, 10 years, you know. I was busy working, and then I'd uh, pick it up, you know. So, uh, like, you know, what has it been? How old am I now? 45 years?
0: Okay, there we go. I love it. So we want to talk for... for, Wait a minute
3: before we go anywhere. So are you in love with her? Who? The one next to you, the beauty.
4: No, no, no.
3: How could you... Are you gay? (laughs) (laughs) How could you not be in in love with her? Look at that smile. You know mixed
4: business of pleasure. You know that. Well, maybe no, you no. don't know that, but you don't mix business. No, Plus, a, lot of, a, lot of
3: people, a lot of people work together and fall in love.
5: We hardly even mix business, so.
4: <laughs> I mean, you she's old for me. I like 22. She's 25 or really, so.
3: Too old. Get rid of the old lady. Ditch the old big.
0: So hold on. I want to talk a little bit because we just had a big actress on a minute ago, and you've had some career in Hollywood. Besides the fact that there's a movie made out of called Fall Guy, the john Stewart story, because you're like a legendary stuntman in Hollywood. You're also a director and executive producer. I wrote down a couple of things that you've. Uh, Uh, directed first of all you directed Mighty Morphin Power Rangers like and that's like I love it that's like one of the biggest probably most successful children's series or young adult series like in the history of television um which is howdy
3: judy was
0: well not now (laughs) (laughs) but then you guys so he's a stunt coordinator and he's worked on stunts with all kinds of people that we've actually had on the show that are in the different films. so I want to just brag for this real quick and then we'll go to the music. But uh, so he was either the stunt coordinator or did stunts in. And I only wrote some of them down because they're the ones I've seen. But there was a movie called Gale Force with Treat Williams and William Zapka, who's like one of the hottest actors in Hollywood right now. Gabriella, Children of the Corn 666, Isaac's Returns. I love all those Children of the Corn movies. Uh, The Bad Pack with Robert Davi, Robert... Uh, Roddy Piper, Vernon Wells, Marshall Teagues, Sven Thorson, and Clifton Collins Jr., all who've been guests on the show. And some of them are friends of ours. They're all uh, friends love, of ours. We love Robert. Robert uh, playback, Hostile Intentions, Major League 2, Witchboard 2, Leprechaun 3 with one of our clients, Caroline Williams, Evolver, Deadly Target, Scanner Cop. I love the Phantasm movies, Phantasm 2. I was good friends with Reggie Bannister and I'm still friends with my, uh, A. Michael Baldwin from fan, uh, from all the Phantasm movies, Night of the Demons with Linnea Quigley used to be my next-door neighbor, The Hidden, Zombie High, Creepazoids, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Serpico, Munchies. I mean, those are like what a historical, you know, career. And and how did you – first of all, tell us uh, real quick, tell us a little bit about the movie about you that's all about your life as the stuntman.
4: Well, um, years ago, uh, a producer friend of mine named Ronnie Adar, his dad – kept bugging me for years because he knew my kind of my backstory because we did a lot of pictures together and he kept saying you gotta do a movie about your life and i'm like i no not wants to see that you know and you get on me you get on me so one christmas i was up in big bear for a couple of months and um long story short i was raising my kids on my own back then so i had i wrote the script basically and then um gave it to him uh you know, after New Year's sometime, we finished it on New Year's, went and celebrated, had a drink, and then uh, this other company came in and, dis- and did it. And the thing I liked about the movie, we didn't recreate. They hired an actor to play me. They hired the kid from Power Rangers, Jason Frank, played the White oh, I Ranger. know him. Yeah, I know him. He called me up. He found out they making a the movie, and he called me up and said, John, let me play you. I know how you walk. I know how you dress. I know how you talk. I, you direct me for years on Power Rangers. Let me play you. I'm like, well, oh, it's fine with me if it's fine with them. So, but they didn't recreate we didn't recreate any stunts. We, they actually used the real stunts that I did at the time. Oh, wow. That's but fabulous. Really it's it's really me doing those stunts. We didn't fake anything. You know what I mean? Um, so that was, which was cool about it, but it was back when there was no CGI when things were real, you know? Um, so that's how that came about. I love that. Actually, now, How
3: can anyone see this? Um, well, it was on Netflix
4: for a while. Um, I don't know. I don't even have a copy of it. I have to go buy one off of Amazon or eBay. Or
0: <laughs> also, I've been corrected in the chat room that, uh, Eileen makes, wants me to make sure you know that, that, uh, you also, I guess, directed Adam Ant's movie.
3: Oh, how in that friggin' Adam Ant it makes me vomit. Well, yeah, we did uh, a movie called cold
4: steel, which was Mario Puzo script. And his daughter actually directed first unit, you know, but they gave me the script. There was no action. In it, and they said, uh, uh, Go ahead and write some action in it. So I went to the bar one night, had a few beers, and I wrote a lot of action in that thing. I bought the scene where I broke the world's record on fire. I wrote for that movie, and I wrote a big speedway scene that really had nothing to do with the movie, but I just wanted to trash the speedway with real race cars going on. And they said, Great. And that Adam, Adam Ant was in that scene. They were chasing him. The bad guys were chased by the cops off of uh um, off of the freeway. And then they jumped into a speedway where there was a race going on. We had cars flipping. So that's when she's talking about with Adam Ant. Oh, I gotta like love it. She's, she's, so a, she's like an addict.
3: She's obsessed. She <laughs> follows him all over the world. She, she wrote a book dedicated she, to him. You know, you know <laughs> what? I only I only wish he'd screw her so she could see how lousy he is in bed and get over him. <laughs> Eileen, he stinks in bed. I know. So then, people who have gone to bed with him, they said Mickey Mouse. So
0: then you decided to like form a band, Juliana with the fabulously talented Madeline Kay, which you are you on camera, you are so gorgeous. Your teeth are beautiful. You have a beautiful yeah, I smile. I, I mean, literally, you are absolutely gorgeous. So how did you guys hook up? Madeline, you tell us the story. How did you guys hook up to put this band together? And how did you decide to do Latin music since neither one of
5: you are Latin? Sure thing. So it's kind of curious. John had actually um, been wanting to work with me for a while as a country singer after I sent him an audition tape. And we tried working on some country songs together and I really wasn't able to write them and I wasn't feeling the energy and it didn't feel really authentic to me. And my background's actually in musical theater. So I was thinking if I'm going to be a singer, I'm probably going to want to do pop or something in that arena. But John's most of his experience was in country. So when I found out about John's new project, he was working with a different artist. And he asked if I could come in and sing backup vocals. So I came in for a backup vocal audition, actually, at the studio that we're filming this interview at today. And the project that he was working on, the artist was a Latinx artist. So he hears me sing these backup vocals in Spanish, and he's kind of taken aback, didn't know that I was experienced in the language, which growing up in Florida, I learned Spanish. And he asked if I would want to start writing Spanish songs with him.
0: So hang on real quick. Where did you grow up in Florida?
5: i'm from west palm beach so am i
0: really yes i was born in miami i went to forest hill high palm beach public for junior high and forest hill high school for high school
5: how cool
0: in that fun. so where did you go to high school that's why he's undereducated no that's not why where did you go to high school
5: Uh, so forest hill is right by where i grew up but i went to the performing arts high school
0: Oh, see, I didn't have that kind of a talent. I was a jock. I played tennis, so I played tennis, and Forest still had a great tennis team. And um, that's so cool, though. Like, I moved – I lived in Florida, and then I uh, went to University of Florida for college, and then I moved to South Florida uh, when I graduated, but my parents lived there until they died. Um, yeah, actually, go, go so get go to too. Yes, go get – oh, that's awesome. I love it. That's
5: so, so cool. So now,
3: if you're not Spanish because you look Spanish, what are you?
5: Muchas gracias. Um, and what, what are you? Oh, well, what
3: are you? What nationality? What ethnic background?
5: So my my grandfather, my dad is first generation American. His parents are Latvian and Russian, and then my mom German, Irish, and British.
3: So oh, you're like a, you're like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but she, but she's pretty and smart. Oh well. <laughs> now, so then, you, now wait a minute. Are you Jewish? I'm Jewish. Oh, good. I'm so happy. Lahai. <laughs> Anyway, good. That's why you're so beautiful because I
0: Jewish. I did. And I'm adopted. And so like all the time before I went joined the ancestry, he kept telling everybody because I like business and business things. And he says, you have to be Jewish. You have to be Jewish. I'm going to be so excited. And then my my results came back and I'm like, not Jewish. And he was so
3: disappointed. I mean, you know. <laughs> My, my,
0: He's my, like I married you under false yeah. pretenses. <laughs>
2: you
3: know, thinking, I, I, you know, I wanted to marry a Jew. I wanted to keep it in the family. But yeah, you know, what can I tell you? I'm so, an Italian Jew, if you know what that means, part Jewish. I'm happy. Yeah,
5: so, Ron, you might appreciate this because I don't think many Jewish people know, but historically, the Sephardic Jews who were in Spain, they spoke Spanish.
3: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, I go to Italy in Genoa. And the temples in Genoa, the rabbi speaks Genovese. It's Italian dialect. People think that Judaism is a nationality. It's not. It's a religion. There are many people that are are African-American. I mean, Sammy Davis Jr., Elizabeth Taylor was not even Jewish. I mean, you adapt the religion. Uh, My father was uh, Jewish. but Years ago, they were all Jews, but then they got rid of being Jews because they were killing Jews off in Italy. So they all became Christians to fool the people that were killing Jews. So that's the story, you know. It's like uh, today you can't admit who you are, uh, Republican or Democrat, because you're murdered. (laughs) Anyway, I don't want to talk politics. No, 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 I'm not. But it's the same thing. Back then, you couldn't say you were Jewish in Europe because of you know who, Mr. Hitler and everybody else. They would kill you.
5: But I do say that because I even though I don't necessarily have that Latinx blood, I do feel like culturally, the Jewish people have adopted so many religions because of their expulsion and living in so many countries. So I I try to bring that into what we're doing with our project and, and use that to sort of educate my words i think people find it hard to think that you're
0: not latin though like on your on the single cover for two sabre uh you know you look you look latin on that when you perform i mean you 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 sound
3: you look south american i would have if you didn't tell me better I would have said you were from Buenos Aires or someplace like that.
0: No, you sound and you, you, you sound authentic. You definitely
3: are Brazilian. I don't mean the black Brazilian. I mean the white Brazilian because we have black and white Brazilians. And so she looks tell like the white Brazilian. Tell
0: us about the song then because this is the newest single that you guys have released as the band Juliana. First of all, how did we come up with the name Juliana?
4: I just like the name. What meaning? I just-
3: <laughs> <laughs> her real name is, is Moish. Moish.
4: Yeah, we don't, yeah we couldn't use Madeline because that's not Spanish sounding. We don't want to present no. her as Spanish. You know, it's just no. I, I it was know.
5: originally spelled Juliana, J-E-W. Yeah, Juliana. <laughs> it's J E W. You're very witty, though, J- Madeline. I love that. It's all a code word.
3: No, I like that. J-E-W-A-N-N-A. Joanna. Joanna. I like that. Joanna.
0: Anyway, so, okay, so we also should mention there's another. uh, We have a percussionist drummer, Bob Ross. We should just say hi to him since he plays on the song. I don't know if he's going to be playing today. So you guys are going to actually play this song. Tell us what the song means.
5: Sure. So I I like your pronunciation because I'm a big Star Wars fan, but it's actually pronounced Tu sabor.
0: Okay, Tu sabor. (laughs)
5: <laughs> but uh, "tusabor" Sabor, it means um, the taste of you, your flavor, okay. and oh. the whole song, it's, a, it's an analogy. I actually wrote it because I was running late for rehearsal, and I kind of had – I usually write the song like the night before, but today – The day that I was writing this song, I was rushing and I had an idea for what I wanted the song to be about. And and you usually bang out the lyrics in rehearsal. But I was like, I need to have a theme, need to have something going. And I don't usually actually drink coffee because it's bad for your voice. But I'm like taking some espresso down, trying to get the inspiration. And I'm like, that's the inspiration. I'm going to make a song about a lover that makes you feel like your morning coffee does. That makes you excited, that makes you want to wake up in the morning, that is a shock to your senses and gets you dancing. And so the song, it's about a cortadito, which is the um, Cuban version of espresso and milk like a latte. And yeah, it's 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 a metaphor for, for having an amazing love in your life and feeling like that person can awaken something inside you and give you the same energy that, that coffee can.
3: Can I, make okay. a, can I make a suggestion? Please. I haven't, I haven't heard your music yet. There's a fabulous song that was made about 10 years ago called Vasilo. Are you familiar mm. with Vasilo? No. It was, it was sung by that wonderful black singer. What's her name? I, um, I can't think of her name. Find Vasilo and do, 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 do the cover. It is by far the most fabulous Latin American music you will ever hear. The words are beautiful. This, what? She's a famous, famous, ultra famous singer. Oh my God! What Vasilo, Jimmy?
0: I'm looking it up, but we got to get them to play
3: anyway. Do me a favor. Do a cover of that. I think you're going to make a lot of money because Vasilo came in. It came into the world and it sold out. You couldn't buy it. And then it disappeared. I don't know how you spell it. So Vasilo, V.A. I don't know. I don't spell it.
2: <laughs>
3: it's somebody really big, though. Oh, she's huge. She's made a million records. Oh, my God. What the hell is her name? I love her, too. She's abroad about my age. I'm 80. She's about the same as me. 70 and Oh, she's been around forever.
0: Anyway, I don't know who it is. We'll, we'll so.
3: find it during the show. No, we
0: won't, because I don't know how to spell it. So here's what we're going to do. Just ask so, the
3: phone. Say Vasilo. No. Uh, so what we're going to do is
0: they're going to – John, how far – Hang on. Hang on. I,
3: Anybody out in the chat room all over the world, if you're familiar with Vasilo, please type it in for us. Thank you. Uh,
0: anyway, um, <laughs> so how about uh, – so are you guys, how far away do you have to go to play?
4: No, his here's, here's, Well, first of all, I want to have a shout-out. We're at uh, – Dream Machine Recording Company. Yes. Uh, and Miller, a great engineer here who does all our songs and mixes everything. He's standing by Radio Hub. We have, like you said, Bob Ross on Percussions, and Connor Chaney is our lead guitarist. So we're going to bring them in. So all we really have to do, we rehearsed this and set it up before you got here.
3: Oh, hang on, hang on. It came to me. Gladys Knight. But at my age, we got to remember it and use it. Otherwise, it I goes go back. Away.
0: Hold on. Go back that. that though. OK, so that, say it one more time. The name of the studio and all the people playing so everybody hears it. Dream Machine
4: and Recording Company. Well, that's the studio. Miller's our engineer. We have- I love Miller. I met Miller yesterday. He's great. Miller's a great guy. He's the best in the business, I feel. We have Connor Turney on lead guitar. He's in our band. And Bob Ross, who we actually started the band with, be on percussions today. There we go, perfect. And all we gotta really do, when you guys are ready for us to do this, we're just gonna move this computer back so we can fit everybody in the shot because they're gonna uh, get behind. We don't have to move.
3: I, I have a feeling I'm gonna absolutely love love your music. So we're gonna do this. Go
0: ahead and get in ready, and then when you're when you guys are all ready, let's just make an announcement. One of you guys just announced the name of the song and the name of the band so everybody hears it again. And right. we're ready. To, we're ready to Spanish and roll. Morning, guys. I'm going Bob and Connor. Hey, guys. Hey, you guys. Hey, Bob. Hey, Connor. How you doing? Doing good. What's happening? Nice to meet you. Me
2: too. I'm Connor. That's Bob.
0: Okay, Connor. Connor how you doing? Where's Bob? Oh, Bob. We can't see because he's on the drone. We we'll see him in a minute. we move the camera. Yeah. All right. There you go. Yes. All right. We're
4: professionals. We put tape on the ground. We have uh, end mark, so
0: <laughs> perfect. There we go. Uh, there we go. That's good. All right, well, you guys announce it and whenever you're ready,
4: get going. You, to set in and... you gotta plug in, right?
5: And this is To by Juliana.
0: Live everybody. They're <laughs> waiting for the engineer yay this is
3: what happens live folks we just don't like dead air so we're going to talk some more no, they're going to
0: keep going they're getting ready yeah
3: but we have to keep the voice going otherwise people, all right. are, transmission broke you ready miller hopefully <laughs> this all is right. a new thing we're doing <laughs> we're folks it's the first time here we go second second time that we're doing <laughs> this
0: all right everybody juliana to to
2: Cuando me despierto, eres tu primero en mis labios. Tú me animas, el comienzo de mi día, una vez más. Tú eres mi portadito unirá mis sentidos como una capa de azúcar como la cafeína Tomar el un poco tal vez más más azúcar por favor las vidas el envase al ritmo de mi corazón Él está la razón para el sol o más pasa siempre por favor y gracias, con algo para alegría y porque serás mía, y esa de la banda quiero más de una mañana uh, tu dulzura es el final de mi día Una vez más que mi te de me importan Y dos, vida, mi sentido Como una capa de azúcar dame tu energía tomar el sol por tal vez más pasa sufrir por favor y gracias elevas el ritmo de mi corazón el está al sol tomar el sol por tal vez más pasa sufrir por favor y gracias una copa de alegría no puedo tener que seas guiado en mi razón me dio lleno, por gusto, gusto y soy tuyo, haré un solo tal vez más, más así que por favor y tras ellas en el más abismo de mi corazón, en esta razón, haré un solo tal vez más. Pasa a ser por favor y gracias. Una copa de alegria. En cuanto te disteñas, guía. Oh, oh, oh. No más, solo ladres más, más azúcar por favor y gracias. Él está ritmo de mi corazón. Él está la razón. No más, solo ladres más, más azúcar por favor y gracias. Con mi boca de alegría lo cuelgo.
0: You
3: guys, you totally sound Latin, you totally sound Latin. Me gusta mucho. Muchas gracias, Ronnie, Jimmy. Sure. It was good. You know what? You lose a lot of sound quality, what we're doing now. I know in person it's got to sound more voluminous and, and deeper bass, and it's wonderful. And you're good. And your Spanish is really good. Yeah, you totally sound like you're Latin. No, I understand a little bit of Spanish because it's close to Italian. And a lot of the words that are difficult because you have to roll your tongue in Spanish, you know, put your tongue behind your teeth. and do te, te. You did well. And you on the, on the guitar, you're okay. I'll hire you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two
3: guitarists
0: and a drummer. Right, right, right. So right. first of all, you guys, it was very, very good. It was very fun. Uh, to Sabor by Juliana, everybody. And you guys can uh, check out their website, which is uh, julianamusic.com. Um, they're also on Spotify and but all they, your digital do you, download sites. You know,
3: Please have, have a heart for us older people. If older people out there like this music, they don't know how to get it. So tell everybody, how do you get this music? Like if I want it now, how do I get it? And how do I bring it in to my computer or wherever the hell I call
4: All the songs and everything we do, it's really easy. It just you go to the website. Like he said, Julianamusic.com. You can get all the links to for the songs, the videos, Instagram, Facebook. Everything's in that one website.
3: And how how much are your songs each?
4: Well, well, you can download them for free on the website.
5: Yeah, on the website, everything has a download button, so you can put it right on your phone or computer just from the website, Ron.
3: Okay, so all you old bags out there, did you get it? I hope I, that's so. so funny. I don't no, know because you know what? Uh, tomorrow, uh, my Facebook is going to be full. Oh, I love their music. How do I get it? What the hell do I know? I'm as old as you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like I love the fact that it's like I'm not computer savvy, th- but it's free. They're giving it away on. Oh, their it's website. free.
3: Yeah, you didn't hear that. Oh, old bags. It's free. We all, all us old bags, love free, free anything, <laughs> free food, free massages, free. music. So
0: again, you guys, the the uh, the, the website is Juliana J U L I A N A Music dot com. Um, I love it, you guys. And this is not your first release, right? You have a bunch of other songs that you've released.
4: Yeah, this, Las Rosas this is out. Uh, we got a couple more on there.
5: This is going to yeah. be your second. It comes out October 2nd. And our first release, Las Rosas, came out August 12th. And then we have a couple more songs that aren't technically released on iTunes or Spotify, but they're already released on our website.
3: Oh, that's fabulous. Now, please, please, please do me a favor, okay? Find Gladys Knight. Vasilo. Listen to it. You're going to go out of you your minds. You are going to want to do it because it's the most fabulous Latin music I have ever heard in my entire life and I love Latin music. I do the mambo, the cha-cha, so I'm from the days of when Latino Music was in all the uh, the discos and not discos. all the nightclubs night that I used to be.
0: Claudia in. said she just downloaded it. That it, she thinks it's like awesome, and and everybody's commenting that they love that you can like stand there and kind of like dance in the spot and sing at the same time. They were very impressed. Uh, and everybody loves your smile. And, and, John, I'm sure they love your smile, too. Smile a little bit, and then we'll like. <laughs>
3: no, he, didn't, he didn't want to smile because then people will think he's not in the mafia. But, you know, talking about singing in Spanish, Rita Hayworth in, in uh, Gilda, she sang in Spanish and dance at the same time, and she was wonderful. And she does the same thing with the hand like you, and then she spun around. Uh, Of course you can't spin around because you're singing, but, um, yes, it is very Latina and it's very, very sexy. And and it's
0: very poppy. Like you said earlier, you thought, you know, not country, but maybe you wanted to do poppy. So it's kind of, it's poppy Latin music, which I think there's a huge, you know, a huge market, especially where you guys live. There's a huge market, um, for that sound in Florida, South Florida.
3: You're you're still in Florida.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Tell everybody we want to, you know, when the world opens up, we plan on playing and touring and stuff. So
3: yeah, get the hell out of Florida.
4: Real good speakers instead of, Listen to in computer, you know. Like you say, you don't right. get
3: a face, you don't get a drum. The, qu- or- the quality is totally different. You've yeah. got to you've got to get it on the road, kids. As soon as the virus is over, because uh-huh. you're yeah. you're good, and we need good music, and we need good Latin music here in California. We have a lot of Mexican music. To me, Mexican music they, it all sounds alike. But you have a different sound to your music, and that's what I like. You could <laughs> almost be, you could almost be Cuban, Brazilian, you know, kind of rocking in that area. Excellent, excellent, excellent music. Terrific.
4: Thank you. We appreciate it. And we're, we're right now, we've, we've been busy recording for the past few months, but we're trying to put together a team for the road, you know, like a good manager, a booking agent, that type of thing. So it's still building that team.
3: Well, later on, I'm going to ask Jimmy to play it on our system so I can hear it in full quality, the song that you just played. Actually, though, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it 10 times more.
0: Actually uh Talk 4 TV that's the actual station that's probably Dean. They're saying or or maybe that's uh Rebels. They're saying y'all need to play Baton Rouge in New Orleans. It must be Rebels. She lives in New Orleans, I think.
5: That's uh, so bad. We'll be there. Yeah, we yeah. love yeah.
0: yeah, those are good places to be and um the whole band sounds great you guys. I think it's like fabulous. Uh again we you guys we want to mention it's julianamusic.com. And, um and Julian is just a made up name. I think that's hilarious. Cause like you always ask people how they come up with the names of their bands. And, and usually there's some like big long story and you're just like, well, it's, you know, no big, no big, no big story behind it. It's just like a name.
4: <laughs> well, it was in that studio one day and it just come out. But also, Julie, if I could say for any old uh, movie buffs out there that we, I we did a movie called Action USA many years ago, 1988, that was, it has a small cult following, but, it's going to be released uh, November 7th, starting with the Alamo Drafthouse Theaters. Tim League is really behind it pushing it. So it's going to be rolling out on theaters November 6th, rather, I'm sorry, uh, to all the Alamo Drafthouse Theaters. So anybody who are fans of Action USA is coming to you. And then after that, it'll be on Netflix or Hulu, wherever they're going to put it after that. And they're even going to do uh, a VHS release for the old timers. That-
3: Oh, I love that.
4: Yeah.
3: So. For us old timers, frig you too.
0: I love, no, I love the fact that they're like, you know, vinyl's coming back and now yeah. VHS is coming back. I think that's fabulous because kids nowadays don't even know what that is. And I wish I the, loved it. I
3: wish that the music of the 70s, remember they did the video with the music? What was that called? Music video? Yeah. Remember that network that we used MTV. to watch? MTV. <laughs> I wish that would come back. Like you guys would be fabulous yeah. on an MTV I remember seeing uh, MTV's
0: so, around, it just doesn't do music no, but, that much anymore. No, but it to, <laughs>
3: it, listen, it used to do, every singer used to be able to push their music on, on that network. You'd listen to it, you'd see it. I will never forget what's her name in uh, Gypsy when she danced with the sparkles and the unicorn and she jumped over the hill my favorite singer who I forgot her name. So listen up, this you guys to sabores
0: has a video. You guys, if you go to YouTube and plug in Juliana to the video comes up. It's a great video. You get to see everybody in the video. Madeline's fabulous in the video. Um, and and you get to really see the video. It's a lot of fun. Right. Uh, and so we want to, like, make sure that we plug that, too. And, again, you can download the music for free at com.
3: And the name I forgot was... I just forgot it again. See, this is horrible what happens when you get old. You oh, up. So, so
0: that's what we have to look forward to. I know. <laughs> look like, at, she's like laughing. No, but you it, have such even like, even when you're far away wait, and you're not right she? next to the community, you're so beautiful. My
3: favorite singer, she sang with. Patti LaBelle? No, the, the other one. The, oh, Jesus Christ. What? Her, name, what? Her, her name came and went. Big she star. was Mama Rose? No, no, no. She sang Gypsy. Not that Gypsy. She uh, sang the song Gypsy. Oh, Stevie Nix. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Everybody, that was the most beautiful video music I had ever seen, and I taped it, and I have the original somewhere.
0: Actually, Madeline, you kind of got that whole like uh, dark-haired Stevie Nicks thing going I on. I love
3: Stevie, <laughs> no, I love the Spanish Stevie Nicks. But I <laughs> love which Stevie. I love that. Nicks, and "Gypsy" was "Gypsy" was one of my favorite songs. If uh, you remember it,
0: I like love it. So we got like two minutes left. You guys got anything you want to plug real quick? To let anybody know about anything that we should let them know about.
4: Um, Bob makes some great lamps. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> what does he do? Bob makes great lamps.
4: He does. What he does is he gets these old records for real. I'm not kidding. And he puts them together and makes beautiful lamps out of them. Well, where can I see them? Tunescompany.com. Tunescompany.com.
0: Tunescompany.com. You guys, if you want a, a vinyl lamp, sh- lamp made out of records. I get that's a campy idea. Actually, uh, it's a good idea.
4: Two, hanging lights. Uh, yeah. Cool stuff out of
3: real albums.
0: I love that. Actually, that's a cool idea.
4: If especially if you got to pick,
0: the, especially if you pick the albums that they were, did it with. That would be or, very cool. Or if
3: you're in the music business, what a nice lamp! I know, I like that to put on your desk in your office.
4: Clocks. He does clocks too.
3: Okay, what, what, is that? what is that?
4: Clocks. He does clocks.
0: What's a Clark? A clock. I know the accent
3: is just like killing me are you from New York
0: no really Boston Boston Boston.
3: but you don't sound sound like pack the cat you sound more like New York because I heard you say (laughs) your word you said talk talk just like Uh we do in New York talk I
4: still in the chat room
3: Yes, she's still in the chat room. Out here, they say talk. talk,
4: talk. The only I did with um, was when I first moved out there to California. First couple of years, my accent was really bad. If you think it's bad now, and I'm sitting around with a crew of 70 people and stunt guys and actors and everybody else, and I yell, you know, "Actually, cars!" and they had no idea what I was saying. Yeah,
3: you <laughs> know what? So it was moving, like, you know what you you know what you tell these people? We do not have an accent. The East Coast came about way before the West Coast, so you guys have the accent. We spoke original New York, Boston, New Jersey. We are the original. Well, New York is different
4: than Boston. Boston people not, You know that, but it's different. Yeah, well, yeah he
3: knows.
0: Boston is packed the cat. <laughs> I know that. So hold on. We got to go, you guys, because we're out uh, of time. First of all, everybody, this is Juliana. We want to thank all of you guys, especially John Stewart and Madeline K. You guys are fabulous. The music's fabulous. Go to julianamusic.com. Um, chat room, everybody, thank you. You guys, thank you so much. Congratulations. And uh, we'll see you soon. And I'm
5: going
0: to look for your movie tonight. Absolutely. Bye, you guys. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. All right, chat room, everybody, so uh, much for tuning in. We had a great time. Hope you guys did too. What a great show. Rebel, thank you and we'll see you guys next week. Bye everybody. Yeah,
2: we in mix.
3: Oh.